Hey, Paul, I noticed you uh, you shaved your chest there. Absolutely, dude. That's that's not very manly. Dude, are you kidding me? That's the epitome of manly. I don't know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Three Views On Podcast. It's Michael, Paul, and Simon, your host again for this. What are we up to now? 100? 200? 400 episodes? Got to be up near the grand, probably. Near a thousand. The thousandth episode. Uh, look, it, it's been <laughs> amazing to have you guys along this journey. We've just hit a thousand episodes. How good is that? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy how that's going. It just seems to have flown. It seems like we've only done like 90, but that's crazy. Oh, you, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Look, we are loving the podcast. Absolutely loving it. And um, another episode for you today. Oh, yeah. How many more do you reckon we have in us? Um, a handful. It depends on a lot of things, really, doesn't it? I mean, we were just talking before. If Paul has to move away for seven months, uh, that doing nothing in particular, doing nothing in particular, that that account, yeah, no, it, it can it not nine. Just make that very clear. Seven, <laughs> and it can it till the end of this year, and then I'd be moving away, and that'd potentially can it for another year. You know, this might be it. This may be our last episode. <laughs> this, this could be the last one. The thousand. We thought we said earlier. We said we'll make it to a thousand, and then we'll give. And that's precisely what we've done, ladies exactly, and gentlemen. Yep, exactly one thousand. Well, one promise: we will not underdeliver. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> well, today we're talking about a topic that is very close to our hearts. Indeed, because we are all men. And yep. the topic or, is manliness. Or are we? Or are we is the question. That, that, that's a very topical question. Indeed. Manliness. Man, I'm excited to talk about this stuff. Why is that, Paul? I just think it's something that probably we, we don't talk about that much and probably for the first time in a very long time. If you track the idea of what it means to be a man across time, you will see loads of different ideas. I mean, there's a lot of similarity in there, but it's something a lot of cultures have done a lot of thinking about over a long period of time. Yeah. But then interestingly enough, there seems to actually be quite a large vacuum right now. Doesn't Don't seem to be a whole lot of voices thinking about, is there a, an essential quality of being a man and how do I, how do I embody that? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it kind of seems like we're on the back foot in poten- potentially just our culture. Um, but yeah, like we're not pushing ourselves forward, not going further down that kind of thought process we're kind of holding off on those mm. things i've just moment. done a search uh on the internet okay wow uh, have you guys heard of the art of manliness i no. have no. yes there's a website you can go there they talk about manliness oh really they, they have a, a page is it uh, good uh, it's it's amusing this is their uh their manly skills archive i know right. i know this guy like i've read some of his stuff um, some of it's a little weird, but I like I like this website, theartofmanliness.com. It's a very manly-looking website. I'll be there. Nice wood texture background. It's good. Can Done I just do well. a little bit of manly bragging? Um, yes. The, yesterday, I had the day off work. This is not the time for a model train story. No, so. no, no model trains. No, this is very much more manly than that. I fixed a gate outside Ooh, in my oh yard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nelly. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was so good. Basically, I'd had a couple of days off and I'd had some good sleep-ins. And then this day, I just woke up. I was like, I'm going to do everything today. Mm. Yeah. Every mm. single thing. I started by... Doing something simple. I cleaned off the table, wiped the table of all the baby grime all over it. And then I moved to sweeping the floor. And then I moved to wiping down the dining chairs. And then I moved to cleaning out the bird cage. And then I moved to uh, vacuuming the house. Then I moved to emptying all the bins. Then I moved to putting away the washing, 
sorting out everything messy that was lying around. Uh, then I mowed the lawns. Mowing then, is a good one. Then I went mm-hmm. to Bunnings with Hazel, uh, bought some new hinges for this gate on our deck that's been broken since we moved in. The gate's made out of an old pallet spray painted white, mm. which probably explains why it broke in the first place. But I fixed it and now it latches with a uh, little baby-proof latch. You are a man of action, thing. Simon Glover. Uh, what else did I do? Do you want to hear I about I felt like I did other things as well. And, and that it was great. I did and the same go, that thing was my little a couple days off. And then feeling refreshed and ready to go. Woke up in the morning, mowed the lawns. Actually, it was after a night shift. Okay. Got back from a night shift. Just smashed Mowed the lawns first thing in the morning. Legend. Raked all the lawns because grass everywhere takes ages. Yeah, no. Then I went, you know, I'm still feeling good. I'm going to go to Bunnings. So I got into Bunnings, bought a ceiling fan and installed a ceiling fan. No. That's cool. Then bought blinds. Are you allowed to say that in public? I, I didn't do any of the electrical work myself. I just put it up there and it worked. Good magnets, uh, magnets, magnets, yeah, yep. magnets, magnetic. It's, it's a remote control one, so it somehow yeah. connects in with a couple of triple A's, and you are all right, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then installed blinds because our house is brand new. Oh. Didn't have any blinds, so also it didn't, didn't own a drill. So I went to Bunnings and bought a cordless drill. Yeah, well done, man. Picking your own drill—that's a manly thing to do. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Charge the batteries. I normally, normally just look at the wall until in. it breaks in a very specific place and then I just stare at it, just death stare the wall. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yes. Okay, so you're on the art of manliness right am, now, Michael. Yeah. And they've got this this page uh, on manly skills. Okay. And I just want to do a quick test to see how, oh, based on our skill set, yep. uh, based on the post they have, Okay. how, how manly we are. All, All right. right. Okay. So first one, can you treat a sucking chest wound? I'm with two medical professionals. <laughs> what? This is this is rigged. Are you sure you're not just making this up? <laughs> no, this is the first one. I can. Three-way dressing. Yep. Three-sided Spot dressing. On. Spot on. I would. I'd get on my knees and pray to God. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Can you get involved in politics? I'd say yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, could you cross a piranha-infested river? Only to just walk with great it. with great injury to walk, myself. Walk through it with no cuts on your legs. It's also an extreme weight loss diet. <laughs> <laughs> Could you install and replace a doorknob? No. And I know yes, that for sure. If the door had good structural integrity, the yeah. doors at my house have had the knobs changed so many times that the ply was just kind of ruined. Mm. Yeah, oh. okay. So I can't fix them. Survive a human stampede? No. I am the stampede. <laughs> <laughs> Could you make the world's best paper aeroplane? Um, it depends on the criteria you'd use to measure. Yeah, okay, yes, true. sure. True, <laughs> sure. I do make good paper aeroplanes, yes. And then the last one here on the list. Could you get rid of old furniture and large items of trash? Yeah, call no. the salvos. Actually, oh, I, recently, cool. oh, I, I recently tricky. see tricky. men know what's going on. I recently <laughs> got, a, got a tow ball on my car, which oh, felt like killer. I should get another notch on my man belt mm, there. Like Another tat. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've already got more tats than I am manly, so I've got to catch up to my ink. Oh, okay, yeah, but, sure. um, but yeah, I was stoked to get the tow ball. We're going to go caravanning. We, we, nice. a, we have a caravan um, and we have a, like a trailer, so I'm going to do tip runs. I'm ready. Really it's cool good. thing about when you're towing a caravan. My granddad has this, um, these, uh, what are they called? The screw on caps, valve caps mm. Oh yeah, for the tires, but they measure the pressure and they send it wirelessly. So they have a little battery in the, in the valve cap and it sends it to the little, a little That's display never stolen. <laughs> in his car. Never, never. Will oh, get it just stolen. looks like a valve cap except it's a bit fat. When I was 18, I went out and bought nice blue ones. 
a medal like nice oh, yeah. them on. Yeah, they yeah. were gone the very next morning no <laughs> that's <laughs> not long that sucks yeah. but yeah this is, that's pretty cool so you can tell if one of your caravan tyres is going to blow Ah, okay. So yeah, you don't crash and die. Preventative measure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so to the... monitor you. And if it gets below, if it gets lower than the others, it alarms and things like that. Pretty cool. I feel like gauges on your dashboard of your car is a sign of your manliness. Get as well. lots of information about mm. your motor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I and was driving a friend's car. My brother got married. Know all the numbers and dashes in your oil. So we borrowed this dude's car mm. and he had like seven or eight different gadgets with different numbers, something that measured the actual engine temperature, not the cooled temperature, but the engine temperature, yeah. how much boost he could get oh, based the on boost. the pressures within the fuel. It sounds like a good car. It was a Prado, I think it was, but he had all these yeah. things and he's like, I just didn't know what to do with it. It was yeah, too much. Neither would I. And neither would any real you man. You just drive it real hard. I just drove it yeah. normally and pretended it was an ordinary car. Yeah, no. I um it's funny though, the different things that we do start to associate with manliness, isn't it? Mm. They're often very like but actually before I continue that thought, how is making a paper aeroplane in anyone's worldview a manly thing to do? <laughs> I just want to no call, idea. Wanna no call that idea. That that one and uh, I assume the these one? were the result of like a vote of like a hundred things and everyone voted the I most manly things the on most, the list or something. The most recent posted. Oh, is that all? Oh, okay. I thought this was like a list of the things that you had to do. Because no, I was thinking like being simple. a good dad, maybe that's what tied that in. Like to make a good paper aeroplane. Okay. That's what makes you a good mm, dad, that's, which that's makes you pretty manly. True. Yes, very, very true. I think that's a huge part of being... Um, now, not, obviously not everyone has the ability to become a dad. Yeah. But if you do, being a good dad is a huge part of being a good man, I mm, think. Mm. I feel like the ultimate question from this list, though, is are you a true man if you don't know how to cross a piranha-infested river? Well, I'm pretty sure that piranhas only, like, they don't just eat flesh. They, they, like, they need blood. So if your legs are free of open wounds, you can just walk across the river. Still a roll of the dice in the tropics, though. Like if you're walking through a jungle, good mm. chance you've sliced yourself up a treat. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And also don't wee anywhere. Would they go for the wee as don't well? Know. No, don't there's reckon. a special fish. Oh, that does that. Mm, yeah. That gets inside <laughs> you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No. I, don't want to think, I remember thing. seeing a documentary about that on the ABC when I was like seven. Yeah. Um, and I mean, You didn't wee for a week? I didn't wee in any body of water for a very long time. <laughs> Just, can't, I mean, forget oh, being down at Bruni with four degree water and yeah. this fish is a tropical fish. Like, I'm not Doesn't rolling matter. the dice. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question we ask, though, then, is what is it that actually makes a man a man? And what is it that wins you manliness points? Uh, which I think is probably very um, opinion driven. What's yeah, the word for that? Very subjective that? is the subjective, word. Subjective, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yes. I think something that wins you manliness points is not telling everyone how manly you are. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe that's Simon true. not reeling off a huge list of chores that you did. Oh, I'm not. Just, just how it goes. Sometimes. Maybe lost a couple of points there. Yeah, but I think you're probably. right because what we needed, we do needed to make a distinction. I think here, Michael, mm. the distinction we need to draw is that. Is this where it gets serious? Maybe I might have to leave. <laughs> you haven't yet crossed the Rubicon into manhood. <laughs> this is just for me and Michael only. Yeah, that's right. Um, Simon, just yeah. That's right. Paul, how are we doing? Uh, now, well, Michael, look, let me tell you, there's a big difference between being an anatomical male mm. being a man. Oh, yeah. Big difference. But it's very hard to define that, I think. Very hard to define. I mean, in the past, 
not our past, the past of the world, there were often rituals and ceremonies that would kind of define someone as a man. Totally. These rites of passage, right? Like you you see them all the time. Um, And interesting to note that there's no real equivalent in uh, among females. Like there is not that distinction of, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a boy and not a man or he's a biological male. But not not a, he hasn't proven mm. himself. Like that's not actually mirrored from what we can see. I mean, um, you've got the the whole physiological, biological puberty stuff that kind of girls go through. That's definite. Whereas for fellas, it's kind of like yeah, somewhere along the line. Well, but you could be like, okay, so that grown dude, that thirty year old guy, is not a man. Mm. He's a male. He's not a man. So I think what it comes down to, as far as I'm concerned, in my thinking. I think it comes down to character. It has to come down to character because Mm. it has to be your definition of manliness, I think, has to be broad enough actually to accommodate people all across different cultures and with different levels of ability. Like if you tie it too much to chopping down trees or whatever, like a good friend of mine has very advanced MS yeah, and he's one of the manliest dudes that I know. (laughs) Like, and and I think that's a virtue. Thing. Yeah. Like, I think that that's largely what it is. Mm. What do you think it is particularly about him that makes him so manly? I think it's his ability to contend with adversity mm-hmm. uh, and to bear up under it and to struggle along with it and not capitulate. I think that's really a um, a, a virtue. It's interesting. So I, I've got a little note here as I was looking into it. So virtue comes from the Latin word virtus, okay. which actually means... Manliness or masculine strength. Oh, no way. So really? we use that word huh. virtue, but that's actually the etymology of it. Yeah, right. That's where it comes from. There you go. And so, yes, so I think there are, in my mind, in my thinking, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think, being a man is living a life of virtue, pursuing certain characteristics. Yeah. Um, because mm. you can sell yourself short otherwise. If you say it's all about uh, chopping down wood and having a big beard. Well, what if you can't do either of those things? Are you no mm. longer a man? Like, or, or if it's all about being a good farmer? Yeah. What happens if... I have zero farming skills. Exactly. What do I do? Or the world just doesn't need farmers anymore. Like it used to be... Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so you got... It's tied up in farming and then the Industrial Revolution happens. Everyone's in a factory. Well, what happens to your manhood then? Yeah. Mm. I remember... I think I've seen it's also often ascribed to your marital status as well. Um, particularly for men and for women as well. It was kind of like once you got married, that was when you became a man. But what if you don't get married? Can you still be a man? Exactly. Mm. So you have to actually build quite an expansive definition to accommodate all these sorts of things. Single single people, um, uh, people who are unwell physically and, mm. and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So there's this huge range of things that we would recognise as, you know, someone potentially being manly. But for someone else to not display that particular trait doesn't make them not a man either. Yeah, it's not mm. like a exclusive thing. Like you don't have to tick every box. Yeah. Yeah. We've alluded already to kind of a, 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 an ability to overcome adversity, uh, toughness or something like that. Is there is there any other things that you guys can think of? Well, yeah. So I, I had, in my thinking, there's sort of a couple of things. One is discipline. Mm-hmm. So you're not actually going to um, you're, you're going to have good control over yourself. Yeah, you're going to be able to yeah. steer your own ship. You know, yeah. I think you're that's not it. throwing tantrums and and that's um, something that is 
is still hard. It's hard to do. All these virtues are like they're mm. earned. Mm. Yeah. Like self-discipline, as we, I mean, as Christians, we know that's a fruit of the spirit. Like that's that's something that within your own capacity, mm. um, the true self-discipline of being a, a Christian, impossible to bring about by sheer force of will. It's it's there's supernatural intervention mm. in there. Mm. So you think discipline is a pretty important part. How does that work out practically? That's a good question. I think... Um, I think it is these overarching virtues seem to have a lot of overlap. So yeah, if okay. you're if you're disciplined, I mean it's tough because in our particular culture, you will, you can get away with being quite undisciplined and getting by. Like there have been cultures in the past where you you have no opportunity not to be fit, mm, right? For mm, sure. And yeah. so th- the manual labor you do every day, rain, hail or shine, whether your body is feeling good or not, that is ingraining within you a type of discipline. Mm. Yeah. Um, which now you actually have to be very proactive in trying to cultivate because you can get away without it. You know what I mean? For sure, yeah. Mm. Which is, I guess, one of the difficult things about now is that I, I suppose in the past, a lot of what we would define as manly characteristics weren't just a choice. They were a requirement for actually, well, one, keeping yourself alive. But then two, if you had a family, keeping them going and keeping them alive like if if you decided that you didn't want to have the discipline of working hard every day you would not earn a living and then you would not eat and that's probably where the thought ingrained in ourselves that that's dishonorable like comes from do you know what i mean like because to to fail to live up to that now doesn't is isn't of huge consequence in 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 a few respects not many respects but does does that make sense mm. yeah, yeah totally do you think then that the whole concept of being manly is now archaic because Outdated. we don't have to? It's old, old hat. I, I like think we live in a society that doesn't require men to be manly. You're right. It doesn't require men to be manly. Is that a um, good thing or a bad exactly. thing? Exactly. That's, that's the next question you got to ask, isn't it? I think it's a bad thing. Um, Why? Because what you don't want these behaviours to be unlearned, as far as I'm concerned. And I say this as a Christian, but also knowing Christians think different things. Mm. So I'm not speaking as the authority, uh, the authoritative voice um, from a Christian perspective. So there are other people there that would say, hey, masculinity is not great or whatever. And I'd love to have a chat with them, even to get one of them on the podcast. So if you're listening and you're not enjoying what you're hearing, come and be on the show with us. We'll interview and talk about masculinity. But um, I think it's bad because you rely on society to stay exactly the way it is like right now, we don't have to deal well with confrontation. Mm. We don't have to be very strong physically. We can get away with not being very strong mentally. Mm-hmm. We're big, and the amount of uh, privilege we have in this society almost makes us a little bit decadent. Like we can afford for a lot of the hard-fought virtues of previous eras to actually be eroded away. Um, so like I said, like the ba- basic skills like confrontation, um, leadership within the family, things like this, not so necessary. Hmm. But if things go south, like they have for every other major empire over time, all those things become very, very necessary again. Hmm. You hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, you're not wrong. On that on that uh, website, The Art of Manliness, they had a very simple graph. And it had on one, on the uh, y-axis, the vertical axis, it had the availability of resources. Hmm. On the x-axis, it had... Um, no, on the y-axis, it, it had the appreciation of um, manly traits. Yeah. On the X-axis, it had availability of resources. 
And through through history, you could sort of see that the more available resources were, the less appreciated these characteristics were. Hmm. Why would I need some like macho dude to go out and fight another guy for food or for a for the high ground or whatever? When it's everyone has food, everyone has high ground. We don't lack those qualities become a bit obsolete. Hmm. But when things go a bit belly up again, those qualities suddenly are at a premium. Yeah, but there has to be a balance, I suppose, because there are some qualities of men in the past, in the ages where fighting for your survival was quite important, that probably became a bit more of a male bravado and I want to say arrogance maybe, that probably aren't true characteristics of being of being manly or virtues of being manly that would if things did did turn around and go poorly, we wouldn't want to see those virtues come back. How so? Well, I mean, like, I suppose the the desire to fight and conquer. We live in a world now where that's not super necessary for day to day life. I can have my house, Paul. You can have your house, and we don't have to come into a disagreement about that. We can come to some kind of agreement that, you know, you can have your space, I can have my space, we can share the food that we have. But I suppose part of the the history of manliness was that actually, no, I wouldn't be happy that Paul had things. I could go and conquer him and he would then be mine and I could uh, own him. Yeah, and so what I would try to be doing in that circumstance is standing up and resisting you and protecting what's mine, namely my family. Yeah, but then we just fight. And we have a war that goes on for centuries between the two of us as we, we try and battle out for manliness and for our families. Not, but Is think, there a better way to do things? I think there Does has to be. Does manliness force that? But what I think what it, what this, this idea of manliness uh, is centred on is being prepared to deal with extreme adversity while being responsible and taking care of um, those you're responsible for. Mm, so what you're saying is that manliness isn't about being particularly the strongest or the more most aggressive or the one who's willing to fight the most for what you believe in, but being able to use your wisdom and judgment to, and being able to use that to be able to protect the things that you value. That's, uh, that's right to a degree, I think. Like, so let me give you a, a, an example. My two men who I esteem as great men, my dad and my father-in-law, mm. um, my dad lived in relative safety. He grew up, he grew up in in Fiji, which is a very peaceable culture, mm-hmm. often, um, and then came and lived in the suburbs of Melbourne, mm-hmm. a little way out. Um, never really any threat of physical danger. My father-in-law grew up in South Africa yeah, well. and had to be constantly on the lookout. There's a lot of tension in South Africa, so they had to take very active steps to make sure that they could protect their house when under threat, and it happened routinely. Wow. So they would have drills that they would run through. They would take measures to do with the lay of the land, the mm. things that they'd put on the ground, the cameras, the lighting, everything like that. Okay. Yeah, so wow. one of those men, and they're both great men. One of them would deal re- deal really well in the case of someone wanting to come in and and wreck their family, mm. namely my father-in-law. One of them would not do very well. No. That's, that's my dad because of the circumstances grown up in means he's actually pretty ill-equipped and he would, I'm ill-equipped too. So <laughs> let me put that out there. So my, my point in saying that is uh, I think there is a, a, a trait in men that is lost in peacetime. I've read a quote the other day. He says, soft times breed soft men. And it's not mm. far off being the truth. Yeah. Um, it means you're basically, if you're in a position like me or maybe my dad, you're in a position where if someone 
if someone decides not to play by the rules, you're in a good deal of trouble. Yeah, I suppose, but I, I don't know if that's that's a quality worth worth encouraging or protecting in times of peace. I mean, I, I, I'm torn. Part of me says that um, that should be something we should be prepared for uh, because it would be foolish not to because people have shown time and time again that they are awful as a general rule of thumb and uh, rules are not something that necessarily protect people from bad circumstances. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, it could be at any moment, not necessarily today, not necessarily tomorrow, you know, in the next month or week, not necessarily ever. But at any moment, Australia could become an active combat zone. That, that could happen. It's, you know, the world is a volatile place and we see daily in the news that there are comments thrown around amongst major political powers, no names need to be mentioned, uh, that could incite all sorts of issues. And do we as men, in order to maintain our manliness, does that require us to be preparing to fight? Or is there something more, something different that would, would not necessarily prepare us for fighting, but prepare us to be men who are well equipped for those situations. Is fighting the answer? I guess is the question I'm asking. Do you have any <sighs> thoughts, Simon? Yeah, I, I see where your thoughts are uh, are coming from. Mm. Um, I I recognise your struggle there, and especially as a Christian too. You know, um, where being a man is not being violent. Like that's no being a being a soldier is not manly in its in its purest form being a man is not equivalent to being a soldier mm. like um knowing your, your manliness to... is not measured in your number of kills yeah exactly yeah yeah and and i i think that is a big mistake that um a lot of people make because i they are they they can i suppose on the surface seem very similar i i suppose mm. being being tough and or not even being tough it's it's the appearance of being tough to other people you and it's not because you're tough but because you need to be tough that's exactly right. Yeah, it's your head. duty to other people that you care about. You're not, you're not this tough, emotionless man. Um, you're this person who cares deeply about some very emotional things, and you do anything to protect it, kind of thing. Mm. It, um, it seems to me, and, that I've, and I've completely ignored your question there, Michael. So well, no, that's you, you're going in a good direction. I think it seems <laughs> to be that being a man is often at times, much less about being tough and more about being soft in some regards. Yeah. Well. I, uh, I think our culture. Culture wants us to be tough, but I think part no, of that is why no, culture no. wants us to be soft. Yeah, they want us to be soft um, because because of that peacetime thing that we were talking about just before. Yeah, there is, there is, no, there is no, need. no need for the toughness. Yeah. So they're trying to coax us back out of our shells. But what I think is, what you touched on, Simon, is a really smart point, I think. So you've got this like, oh, we don't like masculinity. We don't like guys out there drinking a lot of beer, ripping their shirts off and fighting each other. Um, <laughs> is, I don't want that either, though. None of us exactly. have ever done that. And that's the furthest thing from manliness, I think. Because one of the traits I admire about the men in my life that I most want to emulate so I mentioned my dad, my yeah. father-in-law, my, my dad's dad. They are very, very certain of who they are and are not seeking validation. Mm. Mm. So someone, and you see the lot, like I've seen fights when I've been out in the town or pubs or whatever, someone will say something, you said what, mate? I can't believe you. Know, and then they're punching on. If you have a person who's very secure, it doesn't actually matter what anyone else says. They can mm. call you any name under the sun and it's not going to bother you because yeah. it's not bringing into question who you are. Mm. Yeah. So it seems like there's a, there's a confidence and a, a assuredness of yourself that makes you manly. We've talked about sort of a resourcefulness 
and um, kind of a like a practicality as well of being able to get the job done. Yeah. How does that all fit together? Which I can't do, by the way. I should <laughs> I just, just point out. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting. One Bible verse I wanted to raise with you guys that I, as I was sort of thinking about, I read this mm. a couple of weeks ago. And it was mm. very interesting. It's in 1 Corinthians 16. So right at the conclusion of, of Paul's arguments and, and letter in the first his first one of the mm. Corinthians, he says this. It's interesting. He says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men. Let mm. all that you do be done in love. Um, so Paul is actually exhorting this concept of manliness as a virtue, as something to aspire to, is even found in the scriptures. Mm. Paul's exhorting, act like men. Um, mm. Act like men, but everything you do, do it in love. And that's the... That sounds weird. It's unique biblical... Because I think there's often this idea in our culture that a man is someone who is disassociated from his feelings. Mm. You touched on it earlier, Michael, like that the dude who who's really gruff and can build a house and... Um, has a has a metal lathe, but can't talk to his daughter about yeah. her first boyfriend. Yeah, like that's kind of, that's you know I know what I'm saying there. Mm. That's kind yeah. of the idea. Whereas the biblical picture of manliness seems to actually be a deeply emotional. Was it you who said that Simon yeah. just earlier? Mm. Yeah. yeah, deeply interconnected with your own emotions. Mm. Mm. There there are other verses in the Bible um, that. Uh, kind of describe the way a, a, a man should act, it's generally specifically in a family context, so less helpful for younger people, single people, that kind of thing. But, you know, about how laying down your life for your wife like Christ did for the church. Um, uh, mm, very difficult. It, it, that's the hardest thing I've ever come across in the Bible. That's, that's, that's probably the number one point of my Christian faith that I struggle with most, I reckon is the ability to be able to lay down my life for others. That's just, I'm so selfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what was the, I was, I, there was another one I was thinking of There's as one well. in Job um, where God is finally addressing Job at the conclusion of that book and he's like, Break your, brace yourself for action, dress like a man. He's mm. like, it's basically God saying, Let, get ready to rock and roll. Like we're, mm. we're going to do business right yeah. now. I was thinking of less ones that just say like a man, but more things that are actually that are actually like commands to men. Like, yeah. I can't remember. Well, there's oh, one there's, in, in there's 1 Peter few. 3, I think it is. There's 1 Peter stuff on wives and husbands. There's the Ephesian mm. stuff you were talking about earlier. Yeah. A lot of it about wives and husbands, isn't there? Mm. Mm. And, 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 and a, a fair few of them are about a reminding husbands to stay emotional, aren't they? Like loving your wife. Yeah. There's a few reminders of that. but And I assume that's because as now, we just tend to associate our manliness with like when we look at another man, we see their, you know, their biceps and their wood splitting and we just get all caught up in that. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. were just, just before this episode, we were doing push-ups. Seeing it, yeah. A lot of push-ups. Yes, we were. Paul did mm. 70, Michael and I did 20. 20 each. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And, and we Feeling all feel tough. like men, sort of. Um, <laughs> yeah. if you, it sounds like we're breathing heavy after that. Look, I've got to just thank you, Simon. I wasn't going to mention the numbers, but I was hoping they'd get in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just but, 70, but, though. We have to give it, let's give him credit where it's due. It was 70 in 60 seconds. In one minute, yeah. So yeah. If anyone can, pretty phenomenal. If anyone wants to juke it out, 
I'll still get a little bit of that unhealthy manliness. Yeah, and in that's there. not manly at all. And that's what I, that was my point. <laughs> well, here's the um, thing: there are, I, I know some women who are the epitome of womanhood. All right, they are picture a woman, and they they kind of sum that up. But they could out push up me with their eyes closed when they're half asleep. Like that's just not an issue for them. I'm probably married to one of those. You probably are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> just because they can do push-ups doesn't make a woman manly. You're exactly yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. See, now we've ruled out the physical side. I don't mm. think you rule it out necessarily, no. but it's um, it's interesting it's because a lot of people um, will automatically think, okay, we're thinking about manliness, so we've got to separate that from um, being a female. Like being, uh, there, there is no like female version of manliness. You know what I mean? But like, you yeah. got masculinity is the opposite of femininity. Yeah. But in reality, manhood is actually just the opposite of childhood. I think. So that's the distinction. That's what you... Manhood versus childhood for a man. Yeah. And so what you look for okay. in a man is the opposite of a child, not the opposite of a woman. Yeah. Because a lot of those virtues mm. you would hope to find in a partner as well. Mm. That's oh, um, very interesting. That's an interesting perspective. I've got to ponder that for some time now, I think. Mm. Maybe... The um, opposite of manliness is childhood. That's right. I mean, a child is dependent. It's unstable. And the opposite of manliness is not necessarily being a woman. No way, because, mm. I mean, the Bible is often very clear. The Bible has some gendered language, like we've discussed, but mainly it's just calling men and women to the same ideals, to the same virtues. Yeah. So would you say that a woman is called to manhood then? That seems weird. Uh, I don't does, know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Um, but men and women are both called to virtue, and I think, mm. like... The same virtues. Yeah, a lot of the same mm. virtues. Mm. I think those virtues work themselves out in different ways. Um, mm. Fellas, I have an idea. Talk to me. Um, it's risky. Probably more risky than the uh, the childbirth episode we did Help back me. in season one. We should do an episode on womanhood. No. What it means to be a woman by three means- <laughs> white straight dudes. I think it's a great <laughs> idea. We should give it a go. Now Absolutely. that we've talked about manhood yeah. and we've established that manhood is not the opposite of womanhood. We haven't even covered the foothills of manhood, man. Um, right, let's give it a go. Because I, I want to get into this this mindset of what does it mean to be a man, but then also what does it mean to be a woman? How do they... Because it seems like they're not mutually exclusive. There's some overlap and there's some complex interplay there that um, is both distinct and the same at the same time, which mm. confuses me. And yeah. I want to wrap my head around that. It's good to tease it out. I, I feel like especially in our... I always say in our culture because, you know, that's, that, that's specifically what we're relating to. But I feel like we have um, difficulty reconciling ourselves with being a man or ourselves with being a woman. Um, mm. And that's that's kind of an internal struggle that people have in a long time. And I, and I just want to put out there that we come from the perspective that our faith in God and our trust in the way that he has made us kind of informs our hmm. our view on that in quite a large way. Um, totally. It, it, that's, I, I, I imagine we're probably a lot more secure than a lot of guys our age in our, in our role in the world because of our faith. Uh, bec- and... Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a pretty big difference potentially with some some of our listeners. Absolutely, man. Like I, I think 
like I said, there's, there is a big pause in this conversation of what it means to be a man by and large. I recently started reading a book that I downloaded for free. Uh, you, you guys know Project Gutenberg? Hmm. No. It's just an online website where you can download. If you've got a Kindle, you can download any, basically any old work for, for free. Um, hmm. I hmm. read a book called, um, I think it's like Advice for Young Men or something like that. Okay. And it was a, a book written to contemporary people on how to go from being a boy to a man, yeah. how to embody these virtues. And they're really, I mean, we get all of that sort of stuff as Christians, yeah. that where the virtues are, are constantly discussed. But outside of religious circles, that is not something society at large, you're not going to really see a, a popular book on a guide, being a guide for young men. Um, I don't know, though. I feel that that could could go. I feel like the way our culture is moving is that there is it, it wants for something to define themselves. And I feel like that concept of what it truly means to be a grown-up is something that our culture longs for. I think so. I think so, yeah. I, I There are certain activities, I was a bit of a tangent, that just feel good to do as a dude, right? There are certain things... For me, it's like, and I don't do much of it. Like I have a job that's not physical and I don't have a big property or anything. But when, out, when I'm out there splitting wood, uh, which mm. I do at every opportunity, or when I'm out there even mowing the lawns, like that feels to be a kind of resonant activity. Like that, yeah. that really vibes with me, man. I would say that physically I'm much less manly than you are, Paul. Like I, I'm overweight. <laughs> and not active very much at all, but I I feel exactly the same. Yeah, mowing the lawn just feels good. It does, and I don't know why. It does. We're taking care of our land, man. Yeah. It's, it's something, <laughs> something very primal about it. Exactly. Not too hard to not not easy to explain, and in fact, in especially in this day and age, hard to defend. Mm. Hard to defend. Anyone mm. can take care of that. My Alma. My 80-year-old Alma mows her own grass. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it's not ex- exactly back-breaking labour. And but, um, yet there's something in that. It feels good. And, and Fixing the not, gate. Yeah. A couple yeah, of screws. Oh, yeah. It's not, I don't know, it's not tied into anything, but yet it is. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you guys a story of, of uh, actually, I won't tell that story. I will tell you this, though. So I asked Elby. Yes. What it means to be a man. I was talking about her yeah. to her oh, this morning. Good. Um, and she said, it was funny. So the thing that she said uh, and drew out before she thought about anything else was responsibility. Mm. So mm. Uh, to be a man is to to take ownership. The buck stops with mm. you. Exactly. And that was specifically in the context of our particular relationship, me being a husband, her being a wife. Mm. But... Yeah, that was interesting. It's not exactly that bare-chested, axe-wielding, just like, no, you, you, yeah, like you said, Simon, the buck stops with you. Own up. Own up for stuff. Take responsibility for what you've done, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm. Bad decision. Fellas, look, I think I think we've hit some good things, but I think we've just opened the box. And as Definitely. usual, as that's what goes, we always do. On the Three Views On podcast, we open the box and then we run away. It's great. <laughs> Man, I want to return so to this box at times. Yeah, look, I think we should. We got more on manliness. Yeah, and I really, I really think we should do one on womanhood. I think that's a good move. How b- definitely how- wouldn't alienate anyone. What do you so. reckon about doing a <laughs> sneaky episode so that the second manhood one releases in the same week, but the womanhood is Ooh. next week? Look, let's in true three views on po- podcast style make a promise to do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, look forward to seeing it. Maybe or maybe not. 
Yeah, the buck will not be stopping with us. We will take no accountability <laughs> for our promises or actions. Guys, look, this has been a great conversation. Uh, our hope in this, and I think, I think I speak for all of us when I say this, is that when we open these boxes, we do it not because we want to be the definitive answer, uh, but because we want to start conversations uh, with you guys about what these things mean. Uh, I don't think that we can ever truly unpack and solve all of these things in a podcast. I yeah. just don't think that's possible. I mean, there are a whole podcast devoted to each of the topics we've ever covered. It's true. I think that says something about our And, and they're not the done. <laughs> the Art of Manliness has a podcast, yeah. which I've listened to a couple so of episodes of, and it's quite good. And things like all of our episodes on mission and things like that, you think, oh, you barely scratch the surface. As you were just saying, Michael, open a box, run away. But there are a whole other podcasts that only talk about that. And look, I think... I, you can't pick everything. We're, we're <laughs> just three young dudes. And, I mean, we love to talk and we think that we've got some good ideas. Uh, but please, don't ever just take what we say and go, yep, that's it. I have now my my understanding of that topic. Uh, <laughs> the, the purpose of the three of you, and then this is, this is getting a bit, a bit sort of uh, philosophical as to why three views on exists. Uh, but the reason we're here is to start conversations, start people thinking, and um, challenge the way that you understand the world and the way that we live in it. Maybe. I think the reason we're here is not even just to start, just to have conversations. Um, mm. Like we we all know it's a good way that we are able to catch up living in different parts of the state, having different jobs, having different mm. shifts. So it's good. It's just it's just three dudes who aren't really experts on much talking about a lot of things they aren't experts on. Yep. Yeah. So so don't get um I would be it would be um sad if anyone cooks their goose about three amateurs talking about something that they just want to talk. I mean, we'd be having this conversation um, if it weren't recorded, you know, like if we caught oh, yeah, up. Sure. So I I, um, I like being, I'm proudly an amateur in all these things oh, yeah. and like to just toss the ideas around. Here's the best part though. The, the fact that we record it is that we want to invite you guys into the conversation as well. So you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, um, Spotify. They're the main places. I mean, you can't, Spotify, you can't, you can't send us messages on those, but you can find us there. Yeah. But on Facebook and Twitter, we want to hear what your thoughts are. If something didn't sound right, or if you have another idea, send it to us. Um, we're starting a conversation, and we want you guys to be a part of it. I think that sums us up. Yeah. Very good, man. Very good. It's been a good app. I think so. Keep living the dream. It's been real.